Well, it's the dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense. Trying to tangle with us, scoop up a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, Ah, well, are we are we finished the first round? We what must we be waiting close. On? Oh no, we're waiting on the timber. We're pups. waiting on the two seven that shouldn't be as close as it is. The most fun, mm. the most fun of all the series, to be f- frank, with the the timber wolves oh, and the, the grizzlies. The, the most batshit crazy, anyway. The one where the seven should have won this in four, <laughs> mm. they're going to lose in six or seven. The one where in what two games running. One of the players on the seven seed was like, we've got this in the bag and then managed to not have it in the bag. <laughs> it's fallen out of their bag at least four times across the course of at least two games. Jesus. Yep. And, uh, and do you find yourself, well, I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, but I went to that hmm. series as a neutral and I've come, I've come out of it sort of kind of hoping the Timberwolves pull one out because I hate to see a team get that far ahead and then fuck it up. Because it's just uh, mortifying for them, but also they've um, they've grown so much, they've come so far. Yeah, it's interesting that they're uh, they're probably lacking in that third spot. Like they've they seem to have done the Pelicans thing of Are we counting Carl Anthony Towns as the third spot or what? Oh, I was counting D'Lo as the third spot. Like you know, d- I think so I think D'Lo's outperformed Carl Anthony Towns apart from one game. Yeah, that's probably true. That, that, and, that, that, and that probably and, and tells my dog agrees. you need to know of it. Uh, very much so. Um, yeah, it, like they seem to have nailed the uh, Herb Jones, Alvarado sort of spots or uh, the Kyle Anderson spot. You know, like th- this play- this West playoffs, if you go down, like down the rosters, it's the story of the back end of the bench and how well some of those guys have gone. Like, you know, the mitten was the one that iced the the Denver game for Golden State the other day. Um, I think he objects to being called the mitten. Does he? But Very it's such much a good so. Nickname. No, it's not. His dad was called the glove. Being called the mitten just means you're a shit version of the glove, and I don't think anybody wants that. Yeah, well, it's just a you know. Well, well, also, you're a version what... of the glove that only works in winter time, and you play in San Francisco. So I'm not sure that works. Yeah, it's 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 not um. Uh, it doesn't quite fit, but then, you know, which nickname does? Double glove. Uh, the double glove. Yeah. It's certainly nice to have him as your eighth, ninth best player on a, on a playoff roster. I think. Yeah, well. When Jordan Poole goes the, for single the, the, digits like he did in the closeout game, he was useful yeah. to him. Or Otto Porter. Was it Otto Porter just abysmally missed a three? Otto Mr. Rotation and Kerr did the uh, Popovich Thank you. That's the yeah. last you'll see of the court in this playoff game. <laughs> maybe you don't have it today. Maybe somebody else does. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so those a, are fascina- t- a fascinating week of playoff basketball, yeah. though, because if you look at our, our attitude last week where we thought the Bucks and the Suns might be in a world of hurt, um, it and, and so like- did they. I'm sure they absolutely did. I mean, the. Uh- yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think our. Um, 
like our analysis of that wasn't that far yeah, off. This isn't like, did freezing you, did, cold takes territory. I mean, we were right then. No. We're not right. The, 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 those takes were right then and are not right now because shit changed. Chicago laid several eggs in a row and, and went the fuck out. That's the end of them for the season. Um, but, it, but, it, but did you expect playoff like Bud, who's, you know, about as, as nimble as the Titanic, deciding to start Bobby Portis, go with three bigs and essentially triple team DeMar DeRozan and say the rest of yeah. the Bulls, you hit as many threes. But the Bulls took 50 plus threes in that game. Like that, that is, that is true playoff adjustments, right? It's just yeah. like, we are just going to take this thing away from you. Good luck. You are not getting another week. DeMar DeRozan 40 point game out of this. That's just not going to yeah. happen. Good luck to the rest of you and the rest of you couldn't do shit. So how do and you think still, the, how do you think the Bulls feel? Because this is the thing I'm wondering about is sort of the teams who have been punted because pretty much all but one of the the series are done. The teams who got punted, yeah. where do they go from here? Who's happy with you know again it's sort of a vibe check like we were talking about last week. Who's happy well, with how things turned out and who's because there are some teams that you know e- even if the even if the uh, Timberwolves get knocked out in six or seven that. There's nothing that that's entirely. Yeah, there's no downside. It's all positive. It's all growth. It's all fantastic. You could you could almost say the same for the Nuggets. I mean, that team. It, it short. You know, all they need to do to improve their shit is get healthy. You know, put a couple of you know fringe all star fucking wings and shooters around Jokic, and all of a sudden, yeah, that's fixed. You know, the the yeah. Pelicans definitely. It's all gravy for well, them. You, all you, they need is to plug that really are, big missing piece in, and they they can yeah. fucking go. They are ready to go. That's right. The the, the biggest problem they're going to have is working out how to use their you know fucking bulldozer of a guy. Yeah, because that's that's um, not the way they've been playing. But can, can I just pause here? I, I hadn't watched much Pelicans this year. Man, Ingram is an enjoyable player to watch. He is when now. he gets even the slightest bit of separation, his jumper is just beautiful. Like, if if he gets into that sort of that Chris Paul spot and gets just a touch away, and he's got that Durant height, he's just he just doesn't seem to miss. I feel like um, McCollum coming there has unlocked a lot in these kids. Yeah, just, it's that's almost right. it's he, a, bit, a little the, bit like Chris Paul coming in and just sort of sprinkling a bit yep. of that you know I believe in you dust over some of these kids, and also some mm. of it might just be a boot up the ass. Although from from CJ, I suspect it's a bit less boot up the ass and a bit more pat on the back. Well. The the Suns coaching tree is looking pr- pretty nice right about now. Really great. I know it's very small. Tr- yeah. It's it's a very small tree, but you, it do was- you wonder how much the Pell's success against the Suns had to do with Willie Green knowing the joint? You wonder if they mm. would have had the same kind of like the Pell's would have had the same success against say um, a different team that had the same kind of record because they they've been genuinely impressive against by far you know statistically the best team in in all of basketball this year. But you wonder how much of that is because he had inside knowledge of the joint and knew exactly what he was supposed to be doing out there. So I'll be really interested to see whether the Mavs do who got what past the, the Jazz Pelicans, this afternoon. Yep, do do what the Pelicans did to Chris Paul because you can wear Chris Paul down. I know he was. Yeah, they just blitz the shit out of him like he was the worst defender on the court. Now he isn't, but if you just keep yeah. running at him, he's but, old but even- and he'll eventually get buggered. But but not even that. Like he would bring the ball up, and even there was a great um a great little clip today of he passed the ball off to Bridges for Bridges to bring the ball up, and Alvarado was still denying him the space in between the ball and him, and like sort of nudging him and and pushing. And it was just like 
he did not get a second's rest while he was on the court. Now, the Mavs don't play that way. The Mavs like to give the ball to Luca, walk it up the floor, and get into their sets. Chris Paul's going to get those... Glenn, you know, we used to call him the Glenn Lazarus rest. You know, Lazarus would have this big burst of energy and then he'd sort of go and hang out in the centres for a little bit and have a little bit of a yeah. break and then he'd have another big burst of energy. Like Chris Paul really relies on those micro burst yeah. rests while he's on the court and the Pelicans weren't willing to give him even a second's but, rest. But the Mavs, the Mavs will give like him that. that space. The Mavs are definitely yeah, a, a slow-paced team. They are not, they are yeah. not about running it down your throat. They're, they're not going to be, you know, running at you like, you know, to extend the metaphor, like... Like late, like um, Chris Anderson era Melbourne Storm, they're not going to just keep running sets straight down your throat like a, like an old school touch footy. So it's um, yeah. that's going to be interesting. And I, and and I don't, I don't. Jason Kidd has done a decent coaching job this year, which is which sticks in my throat to say about him because he's a flute. Hmm. But I'm not sure if he has the capability of like he might. I don't think he has the capability or the cattle to run something different. I think it's always going to be roll the ball out for Luca. And, and yeah. let him do genius shit. And there's a big difference in the defensive personnel between the Suns and the Jazz. Like Brunson going off against Donovan Mitchell, he's not going to do that against Chris yeah. Paul. Chris Paul was de- defending Brandon Ingram in the post. You know, Ingram's trying to push him and jump over him and, and Paul's nudging him off his spots and not giving him the lane. Like the, the Mavs are not going to have... Like Luca's always going to get his, right? Like Luca averages 30 in the playoffs but the other guys on that team are not going to get the easy open buckets, what? the driving, the, you know, the, the layups that, that the Jazz were getting. There are other guys on that team? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching ESPN. There's nobody else on that team. Well, who, who's the uh, – uh, Maxi Kleber doing his clay impersonation. That sounds like a brand of tire. easy against <laughs> Maxi Kleber doing a clay impersonation. I have the Maxi Kleber of the 215 yeah, what, 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 what do you got? Snow. What, what, what sort of snow ties do you wear, man? Oh, I got cleavers. I got, I got the cleavers. I got the maxi cleavers. Cleaver maxi. <laughs> yeah. I think Kleber actually is a tire company now that I think about it. It's like some well, random German one. There's, so, there's, your show, there's your show title anyway. So, the God, no. We'll come up with something better than that before the end of this show. But um, the two wolves are probably happy, even if they go out. The, the Pals have, have got to be happy. The Nuggets have got to be happy. The Jazz, though. The Jazz, I've never seen, given that statistically they didn't perform any better or worse than um, like the Nuggets or you know any of the, the Pels. I mean, I mean, they've gone six, uh, and yet everyone is determined to believe that the, the Jazz need to rip it all apart, tear it all down, trade everybody uh, down to the fucking, you know, the studs, bulldoze it, and build well, something Mitch, new Mitchell on essentially put his trade request in after the game. Like they asked him, you know, are you going to be here next year? And he was like, well, we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Oh, like, I saw the longer version of that quote, and it wasn't that. No, it wasn't quite it as It wasn't bad. that at all. And that, it kind of makes you think there's external pressure being brought to bear on them to to break it up that wouldn't necessarily be you know imposed upon a bigger market, more popular team. And I don't want to be the kind of the small market fucking tinfoil hat cunt because it's pointless. But he actually said, look, I'm not sure. I, I would rather stay here, but I don't know about anything, and I need a week, to, a week, week to take, you know, to think things through. But no, he didn't at any stage in his long quote say, "I want to leave." I think HP Basketball nailed it though in that just he should the leave. overall, <laughs> uh, yeah, the overall threat of him going in the next or, or asking for a trade request and blowing up a season 
you, you got to do the Darren Williams thing, don't you? Like you, you could get everything that you ask for out of the Knicks right now for him. The Knicks are that desperate to have a relevant player, um, and he wants to be in New York. He's a New York guy. His his dad played baseball in New York. He grew up in New York. The, the uh, most sensible result involves all of the three major protagonists of the Jazz season being somewhere else. You know, Quinn being yeah. somewhere else, uh, Donovan being somewhere else, and Rudy being somewhere else. But we'll see, but you know, unfortunately, the 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 head of their fucking front office appears to be old mate Ronnie Flange from the Celtics. So what? What he'll, he'll trade it all for fucking picks that he never ends up using. So that'll be good. Um. The Nets, who knows? Because like they're essentially all I have for the Nets is sucked <laughs> 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 you fucking cunts. That's all I have for the Nets. Mm. But who knows? Like if if Kyrie has like a normal playing season and Ben Simmons comes back, when is they when was the last normal the, Kyrie season? Uh, the last Cleveland, no, the second last Cleveland series, yeah. the, the, the the year six years yeah. ago, the year he won yeah. the ring, or uh, like if if Durant has the shits with him, they could trade him. No, they can't. They could because he's part of the he and and Kevin and Sean and Joe, Num- the owner, are all part of the Brains Trust. Yeah. Can you just see Durant rolling his eyes behind that? Or, or Durant absolutely believes the Kool Aid and 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 still thinks that. No, I think I think it's more option A than option guy. B. But Kevin gave up being at the Warriors with Steph and Clay and Dre mm. for this. For yeah. this, he's a stupid man. <sighs> like. I can sort of see the rationale behind it doesn't matter what I do at Golden State, it's always going to be laid at Steph's feet, you know, if I can win someone somewhere else. A little bit like LeBron going back to Cleveland and winning one there. You know, that did change the narrative around him. Um, but I, but I don't my question he, is always, uh, why I, do I you care he, about the fucking narrative? You've yeah, that's more, right. You've earned $400 million... Why do you care what fucking wankers on Twitter have to say, or even fucking wankers who have their own podcasts? I think I think it's more his inner circle, to be honest. I think it's the voices in his own head. Yeah, I think it's. I think Which that's is, really it. It he's it, it, always just shouting at the voices in his head. Yeah, and and might be, that might be how um, he quote unquote motivates himself, but it's is not healthy. Eh? Uh, the the same goes for Levine. Like I was listening to a pod today, and and one of the guys was like, you know, Levine might leave and. And Rob Mahoney's like, are you fucking kidding? This is the first playoff series that Levine has played in. The first. I would, I would switch it yeah. around and say, why should Chicago re-sign him for the That's five years and two hundred and billion million yeah, did, billion dollars? Do, do they boogie cousins in? Well, and uh, like, what have you seen that justifies that? Nothing. And then that was always the thing with that Bulls thing. You know, they mm-hmm. signed those guys over the odds, the, the Demars and the fucking and you know, obviously Zach and and all those guys. Fucking market and whatever else, they're all being over basically overpaid for their value, and it got on this far. But now you know you got to pay the piper. Don't pay the ferryman unless he gets you to the other side, sort of thing. And they did get to the other side. They kind of you know it farted out in the middle of the river, and they had to turn around and row back. Yeah. This metaphor has but drowned I, I, at sea. I, the, the flip side of that is right. Who are the bulls replacing Levine with? Yeah, they that, are in that. They're in. They're in the blazer zone, aren't they? Yeah, and, and Utah really, are in there as well. They're in the blaze. They is just being a six seed in the conference and turning up in the first round and maybe the second round 
and and if you're super lucky like the Blazers were, maybe maybe the conference finals, but never really being a contender for the for the actual finals is that enough? See, see the the funny thing is, I mean, it was enough for the Raptors, and and they're a better organized and better run franchise, and they they got to win because they were able to to do it for long enough to secure the signature of a uh, a genuine superstar, and then got to win, but. The the Bulls are in that kind of blazer territory now, aren't they? Well, the, the the thing is, right, you're probably going to get similar production out of Jordan Poole next year and Zach Levine simply because Poole is on a side that has three people that create yeah. enough gravity for him to be able to do Zach Levine-type things, right? If you put both of those players on a starter team, Levine is obviously more important and more valuable. Yeah. But the thing is, you're not going to get the production versus the dollar value yeah. for him. And, that, no, and that's, no one, is, no one is, is worth their value in isolation. They're always in the context of who well, they play with and in the context of what they, how much you have to pay them to play because this is a salary cap league. The, the same goes for the top end, right? There's probably like one guy that's paid appropriately and then everyone's either overpaid it's or It's us. Underpaid, We're paid nothing know? and that's appropriate. <laughs> that's right. We, do, we were joking about how last week's podcast was, you know, tight and, and well recorded. You, you and, said and something really point, quite like, creepy, <laughs> which I left in the edit, which I saw I saw you actually now you left it in the edit. Was it I left it yeah, I left like, it in tight the edit. Tight tight and bright or something. It sounded like someone had nappy sand their undies. <laughs> well, anal bleaching is a thing, so No it's not. Um, I refuse to believe it. <laughs> yeah, those those I've crazy never people I've never come across late. an anal an anus that's been bleached. <laughs> and I never planned to Unless my dating situation from- goes very odd. <laughs> How do we get from the Nets to here? Oh, that's right. It's the Nets. Um, the bleached anuses of the uh, NBA. Um, apparently, this is all Ben Simmons' fault, which is odd because I mean, all, all he did was be convinced by his idiot entourage to put his hand up and say, yeah, I might come back for game four. And then, oh, I might not come back for game four. Can he fire everybody around him? Because those people are fucking stupid and make him look like an absolute dick. The the other one was like, oh, they need to fire Steve Nash. I'm like, so sorry, but what? they're going to. I mean, oh, you reckon they are? Absolutely. No, I don't think they are. I don't think they are because KD KD's like Nash is my guy. I, I do. What name was missing from Kyrie's little? Um, yeah, yeah, but but I, don't, I I think you're right. I think Kyrie is is essentially irrelevant to. To the Nets. Now. No, 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 no. I, him- I, I, I don't think that at all. I think Curry runs the Nets. You do? You, you don't think it's? it's I think. Like I think KD does. And no, and- I, until until I see Kyrie literally turfed out the place, he runs the place. He's the power behind the fucking throne because KD is a bit of a moron and is easily led. He's convinced of anything. He well, was you- convinced to join the Warriors by a sobbing Draymond Green in a car park on the phone. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a narrative, though. I reckon he was going to the Warriors. Well, that's long because you before. don't want to believe anything bad about your beloved Draymond Green. But oh, well, there's plenty of bad stuff about Draymond Green. But um, if you swap, if you swap Levine for Kyrie, you'd probably just just the stability of having less drama on the Nets would be a, a, a mass positive, right? No, because because no, I was no, thinking Kyrie about this. Is, no, Kyrie is that much of a bucket that if you could. If you could get him, it's possible to get Kyrie on message. We've seen it possible. We've seen it before. We haven't seen it for a long time. Maybe Kyrie has gone so far through the looking glass, and he cannot be kept on message. And you would like to think that he would be well, kept look, on message by his quote unquote friend Kevin Durant. But the, the the thing was right. The Celtics loaded up 
and I want to talk about the Celtics a little bit in a sec, but the Celtics loaded up on Durant, right? Well, they did like the same the thing, the same thing that the Bucks did to uh, DeRozan. The Celtics did to Durant, and basically dared Kyrie to to beat him, and he couldn't. He had three bad games in a row. Yeah, it wasn't just loading you up know, on Durant; it was putting Jason Tatum, and not just Jason Tatum, but some kind of evolved Pokemon version of Jason Tatum, where he is now a genuine <laughs> fucking superstar on both ends of the ball. Yeah. It's crazy. Hey? He has made, quote-unquote, the leap. Of, mm. uh, and I thought he already made enough fucking leaps, but no, he is. Um, he, shut, he shut KD down in a way that I'm not sure too many people have shut down many KD when I have. So I, I know you love it when I bring back uh, bring back the NBA to my I was going to say, well, well, how, we, how is this going to – more to the point, <laughs> how is this going to be relevant to Beto's coaching career? So we – we tried to change up our defensive system one season because we basically figured that we were scra- scrappy underdogs and if we played the same way everybody else played, we didn't have the talent on the park to to win anything. So we went for this like You're the Raptors. full-on out. Yeah, yeah, we were the Raptors. We went on this full-on out defensive Not scheme. Not quite as well run. Uh, and the problem was is as you're learning that defensive scheme in games, right, you lose games because you fuck it up. And because you don't, you can't just fall back onto what you've known for the last ten or fifteen years. You, you until you learn it, you sort of you, you're losing games because you you're not nailing it right. But you get to this point where, when you do nail it, everything sort of clicks, and and the confidence you get from being able to do something else that nobody else can do is such a like adrenaline surge of confidence that you flip from being this really bad team to this really good team. And that's that's what the Celtics remind me of, the way that, you know, they were having player-only meetings and, you know, Udoka was calling them out and saying you're all soft and, and like, they were Marcus really struggling. Marcus calling them under- out, I seem to recall. He yeah, was like saying, the, maybe we could the, pass it to each other. That might be a good move. And then all of a sudden, the way that they were using – you know, Williams off the ball and switching and coming in over, it, it all just clicked and they became this absolute juggernaut defensive side. And now they've got the confidence that they are literally the best, one of the best defensive teams that the NBA's ever seen. And when you have that belief that no one can score on you, it just flows through everything. Like, and that's what that team reminds me of. They just look like a team that just goes, when we need to, we can shut you the fuck down and there's nothing you can do about it. So even if we go through these little patches of not being able to score, we're not particularly worried because we know that we can get four, five, six stops in a row if we need to. Um, the the Bucks without... But the problem is, oh, right... Bucks without Middleton that, 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 and he looks like he might be out for the whole series. I don't but, think the Bucks can do... Even it would take Giannis doing what he did against your lot in yes. the finals, which was literally... I just almost hyperextended my my leg and foot you know, ninety degrees backwards. I'm just going to just destroy everybody now. You pissed me so, off. So I'm that's what I was going to say, right? Is you have this innovative defensive scheme, but when you run up against a true superstar, like the absolute best of the best, who can just go nuts on you, you mean it like Kevin Durant? Matter. It re- uh well, yeah. That, but that's that's. Uh, Are we in a state well, where I Kevin actually, Durant is no longer that guy? Because because of the no, Achilles, I, I, I think because of the scheme, because of something. I mean, no, I think it's it's more like it's a li- it's a little bit of a little bit of the Jokic thing of 
dragging them Look, across the line. <laughs> the Jokic thing is eating too many fucking Sivapi, that fucking the Serbian barbecued sausage. Uh, I, I think Chirapi. both of those guys were just bust, busted from getting them there. I think if you gave them a reg, a normal regular season where they were the four seed and, and he'd had some games off and not played, you know, 39 minutes for the last 40 games of the season, uh, it, it wouldn't be the same. But, no, I, but I, actually, that's well, the I, only, I don't that's agree the, with that. I think that, that Katie might actually just be, you know, he might be on the LeBron on the side. side. Yeah, he might be just starting to... He's not capable of just. I mean, he's, he's obviously still extremely good, but I think every game, you know, most games he can do. You know, a lot of games he can do the thing, but he can't do the thing every game. And yeah. against that kind of swarming defense, um, that's a problem. Uh, so that that's the thing. But Giannis still yeah. might be able to do it. Well, he might be able. Well, to. he'll certainly try. But without Middleton yeah. as a second option, yeah, well, Middleton's your your release valve, right? He's the he's the guy that can hurt you when you load up against Giannis. So, but he's also the guy who takes the big shots in the end. Can Drew do that? I don't. Think no, Drew he hasn't Holiday's had a good season. Sort of got that left in him. So, I mean, they're relying on your fucking um, your Pat Connaughton's off the bench and stuff like that. Um, so, I think I think the Celtics get that in about six. Much as it sticks in my craw to say that, and much as it delights you now that you're a full Celtics fan, I, I see that uh, you've gone super positive on the Celtics. Well, From being like, the man who was sort of I, laughing at anybody who was, I remember last year in the in the wins pool, you laughing for yeah. a good five minutes that we had to take out of the edit because I picked, I had, I did aim to pick the Celtics. Well, I, it hurt me this year. Every every win, right up to the point where I was back in the competition. <laughs> the Celtics won you a bottle of two stroke lawnmower fuel. Yeah, that's true. And the Sixers lost uh, me. One, so I, I was sort of, I was sort of cheering for absolute chaos today and then I thought well if there's absolute chaos today my team will lose so I just pulled back on that a little bit but because your psychic energy makes a huge difference to the result of NBA games being played in a different time zone on the other side of the world yeah but you know people believe funny shit but yeah the, the the Raptors eventually ran out of bodies and and yeah and energy and they they can't quite feel as positive as the nuggets and the i mean they, they obviously had key injuries that kept them out but you know that the took key people away like van vliet was out for games and scotty barnes was out for games but if you're depending on scotty barnes a fucking rookie yeah that, but that's don't you don't you sort of feel like that team overachieved like if you looked at that team in the at the start of the year i i thought they were a playing team like that's where I sort of thought that they, they would they fit. Prob- they pretty like much Barnes were, as a, except for as a, a rookie. late run, though, weren't they? Yeah. So I'm like, I would have thought that if if you said to me, Philly at full strength, Van Vliet not playing that well, and their star rookie somewhat hobbled, oh, Philly in four, maybe five. It was funny how many the people fact- were picking the Raptors though. Including you and I on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, you and I. Like, and there were plenty I, of other I people who did the of- same. They're like the Brad and. James Harden has timed his run. He's actually trying now, hmm. which is part of the reason why he's so beloved by NBA fans. So, who who do they get on the other side? The, uh, oh, they get the, the, the Heat. The so the that's heat. probably that will be that's, yeah, the, that's most, probably... be the most toxic series in the history of NBA Twitter, which is great. Um, the Heat did not look particularly troubled dealing with with the Hawks, and the Hawks kind of have to ask themselves which was the blip this year or last year? Last year when they were good. This year, this year when they were bad. There was an athletic piece today where someone asked a, a Hawks staffer um, about Nate McMillan and, and whether he had the locker room, and the guy just laughed. Hey, nobody has that like, locker room for more than six months. It's weird, isn't it? 
No, it's it's that they. You know what they need? They need a CJ. That that's that's the sort of player they're. I think they need missing. a pop. I think they need a coach yeah. who cannot be disrespected. And I would have thought Nate McMillan would be that guy, but it looks like you know, it's not just he Trey either. Ha- it's it's John Collins's and whoever else just saying you yeah. know, I'm more spotlight on me, thanks. Yeah, it's funny because they, might, they also might someone, not be good enough. Like, look, I mean, most of what they did was built off beating the shit out of an overachieving Knicks team, and it was kind of overemphasized because they did it on such a huge stage as the well, God and, and Philly meltdown and, and Philly melted down. Yeah, but like that, I don't that, know how much they can take the credit thing. for that because that was that was more about the insides of Ben Simmons' brain. Yeah, I guess so. Just centrifuging if, itself against the walls of his head. <laughs> but then the Heat are sort of not really firing on all cylinders. Jimmy's got a bum knee. Larry's out with a hamstring. Though a lot of that stuff, I wonder whether it's just. A, you know, heat culture. Like they just looked Fake at stories. looked at the Hawks, yeah. look, looked at the Hawks and gone. We can load manage the first round of the finals. Here you go. Here's Oladipo getting twenty points in a final. He was good. And I think not, that he did yeah, exactly he good, what they yeah. wanted him to do, which was to become better, to have his moment, to rediscover yeah. some of what he because they they're going to need all star level Oladipo or as near as they can muster up. Yeah, that that's the thing with the Heat. It's sort of like you push on one lever and another bit rises up. It always seems they get something out of someone on that team. Um, I mean, heat culture is a really... horrible cliche and it irritates a lot of people, but it's fucking true, man. That team does not have the talent to be where it is, but they just yeah, coach them up that's... and they, they culture them up and they play fucking hard all the time. And they they crushed Trey Young. They made they did to Trey Young what the, the Celtics did to Kevin Durant. They just... Destroyed his fucking day. They destroyed his month. They destroyed his year. They stole his soul. They well, they at least put put it up on a on a shelf too high for him to reach. They pointed out how bad Trey Young's hair looks. It's funny because he he really had this reputation after last year of being a playoff player, right? Like someone that could elevate to the next level in the playoffs. But, but what was that and based on? Set, that was based on some yeah, it, individual performances in the Garden against the Knicks. And to a certain extent, Donovan Mitchell did too, because he had a couple of really good losing, in some cases, series. But like he sort of elevated himself in the finals. But I think there's a difference between a guy like Trey and a guy like Luca, who even though Luca's lost in the first round, the first two series, you wouldn't say that that was Luca's fault. The dude averages like 32, 11 and 8 in the, in the finals and he's only in his third year. Um, and he's already won championships and Euro buckets and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's not as though he doesn't know what it takes to win shit. The pacing mm. of a big tournament, the pacing of a final series, he already understands that. The pacing, you know, how to gather yourself in large antagonistic um, opposition sheds. He's the, You can't measure him on the same the same scale as, as someone like Trey Young. The funny thing is, though, that their window might sort of close again because their their second best player is uh, because he had a shit series last year. They didn't extend him, and he's an unrestricted free agent this year. Like he doesn't. The the, the Mavs have no other than vibes. The Mav Mavs have no hold over him at all. So you know, what you're he, telling me is that Mavs have basically have like one year expiring free agents to fill out their roster. 
That's mm. never happened before. I, I, yeah. I can't think of this circumstance ever ever occurring in the history of the time. It, it's funny, isn't it, how history keeps re- repeating itself. Like, you know, Cuban thinks he's smarter than everyone. M- Maury thinks numbers mean more than team building, and Robert Sava is still cheap, too cheap to pay mm. pay his team. So <laughs> around we go again. Because like, uh, like I, I don't know whether Aiton's worth the max. Like I've watched a lot of Suns this year, and that dude is very talented. He's very for a big good. Guy. He probably wasn't worth picking over Luca, but no, he is no. a very good fucking football player. Football he, player? He's really. He, <laughs> he's probably and, and a fucking good football player. The funny thing is, he just works really well with Chris Paul. Like, thanks to Chris Paul especially. making him work really well, Chris Paul. Yeah, that's true. Um, should we talk a little bit about a thirty-seven-year-old having a? pretty much perfect game in a closeout final. <laughs> I, I know it's a lot more fun having Chris Paul on your side than having him on the other side. The dude is extremely fucking irritating. He's a douchebag. He is. But the guy can play basketball. And it's going to hurt. If he wins a ring with the Suns, it's going to hurt to say Steve Nash is the second best point guard to play for the Suns. Well, it really is. You, you should be confident to believe that's not going to fucking happen. You don't think so? You don't don't feel like it's a little bit more open. I don't. I don't like think the, the Celtics. Suns are it. Oh, you, you like because Golden State will come out of the West, or because they can't beat the Celtics? Because it's the Suns, man. Yeah, I've okay. seen this. I've seen this movie before. I've seen how it ends. Okay, I, I, I feel a little I'm bit sorry better. To break I was a little heart. bit. But on the plus side, that I, I means was... Chris Paul, you know, dies a loser, <laughs> which I think is something we can all support because he's an objectionable little shit. Oh dear. Um, have right, we covered so all the teams that have got, on, that got knocked out? I think so. Yeah. Yep. There, there well, are some we, teams that are unhappy, and there are some teams that are that are. We, we talked about the Timberwolves yep. as, as if they've been knocked out, but they they technically well they have, and they could still. And if the Grizzlies got knocked out, they'd have to say that that was that that would you know they'd have to be relatively unhappy with how it turned out, with how Ja Morant, apart from one enormous post to dunk, wasn't particularly effective in the playoffs across the games that have been played so far. So he'll probably go on post 50 in the in the closeout game. Uh, the, the thing with them, though, is they have such a lot of assets and such a lot of different ways that they could move, and their front office is pretty smart and pretty good at developing guys. They could probably pivot and make a three-for-one trade if they, if they genuinely believe that they're, they need more top-end talent. Like if the... Winning by numbers thing is sort of proven to not be the way to keep going forward. That, well, well that every basketball player, can... every basketball team wins by numbers to a certain extent. Yeah. <laughs> scoring true. points sure. more than the opposition. Shall we leave it there with that with that nugget of wisdom about uh, basketball? I mean, I mean, let's leave it there, whether it's a nugget or not. <laughs> if it's a nugget, it's probably injured and coming back next season. <laughs> That's right. It's or or on a plane to Serbia to sit sit behind some horses and, mm. and, uh, and eat sausage. Drink, it, it's, drink it's, fucking Ritzina and do violence to themselves. Uh, I wish I watched his post match press conference. Actually, the one last thing. I just I was I was fascinated by Doc's press conference where he just basically threw every player that he's ever coached. Yeah. Under it's him. everyone else's fault uh, that I keep blowing these three one leads. It's not mine. One leads. 
Which and, made and me Oz, so want him to blow that fucking lead. I, I oh, just, yeah. I need him to lose. I need him to lose yeah. because he's not as good as he thinks he is, and he's not as good as his media friends keep saying he is. So, but, but you're even, up, even um, em- you're up, uh, Spo in the heat, uh, Get heat it culture. Yeah, it, even uh, Embiid versus Giannis and Jokic and Curry. Like, there's a bad game, and I know he expected more from Harden, but. No words of encouragement. Oh, it's the fucking coach's job to make him shoot more. I was like, holy shit. This is the dude on your team. Like, But I think the frustration is that can, these, can, these these people do not do what you ask them to do. This is the Steve Nash yeah. experience. They don't even keep him in the fucking loop about major personnel decisions. He's just left to stand out there and look like an asshole. Yeah. And, and to be honest, that's yeah. what makes me think that Kyrie runs that joint is that KD's guy is Steve Nash, and they left Steve Nash out on a fucking island. Nobody told him shit. Everyone, they made him look yeah. like an asshole in every press conference because they were co- he was constantly the last to know about any player about movements, anything. about anything going on. And, and like, I, I watched the Jokic post-game because there was um, something in there that I wanted to have a look at. And, like, everyone's talked about Murray and Michael Porter Jr. being out and how that's affected them. But... He made a point of talking about two down-the-bench guys, PJ Dozier, and I can't remember the other guy's name, who got injured sort of early in the season and how important they were, you know, to what they were planning to do for the season. I just thought, that's just fucking awesome. Like, I would kill to have a leader like that, that that's basically already pumping up the guys, you know, probably the sixth and seventh guys, like important guys, but still not your main guys and saying, oh, like, we really missed you. You're super important, and we can't wait to have you back. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, there's just a real fundamental difference between Giannis, Jokic, and Curry versus some of the more... Well, let's say Durant, Irving, I've, and Harden. Yeah, Harden, Embiid. Trey Young. Um, I, don't know about, I don't know about Embiid. I think Embiid had kind of has last, kind of has that last lost press conference was pretty bad. I mean, I think he just snarks around whatever he's given, but I don't feel yeah, like he's right. given he, a he, lot of fucking space to like. No one is, jo- is no one is joining Embiid. Like he is a free agent uh, and, destination as of himself. And again, I don't think he's like the thing about Curry and and Jokic and Giannis is they've all had pretty good coaches. I don't think Doc's a good coach. I don't. I, I'm, I'm not sure Embiid's ever had a good coach. No. And I given think, that he took up the game relatively late, you wonder, wonder whether he's ever had a good coach at all. Period. At, at any uh, stage. Like he had a good development coach. He must but have. Done. They probably they probably held on to him for two years too long. Did he play? What was he? Kentucky or Kansas? He was at one of those Midwestern schools. Yeah, but he was. But they he tend was to be injured towards the end. Remember? And the, and they tend to be. Um, uh, one and done schools anyway, so he wouldn't have got anything yeah. out of them. Major, major sausage that is. Look at the state of it. Hey, look at the edit shed. Uh, probably should point out that uh, John Bead has had his face smashed in and uh, is going to be out indefinitely with a fractured orbital bone and a concussion thanks to uh, Pascal Siakam elbow in the uh, in the closeout game in Toronto. So, um, so yeah, hate you get that done. Oh, and uh, Memphis 1 in 6. Back to the show. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. All right, Doc. Good week of music to talk about coming up, so uh, let's get into it. Go the 
I mean, who do we want to win from here? Phoenix. We want the Suns to win. Go the Dubs. Catch you next week, folks. Fuck. See ya. Fucking Dubs. They didn't fill me with confidence, man. I, I know Jokic is awesome, but... The podcast is over. You can stop now. They they, they should have smashed that team. But then I, I, also, I also... The reason no, I didn't want to say... They're playing the, Jokic. The Jokic is really good. That's why they're going to make I'll, him the most valuable player. Well, literally, because he's about to get his super max and he will be earning more than anyone else in the league next season. So, Fair enough, too. He's the most valuable player. That was what I was... That was like... Are you going to sign the Supermax? And he's like, well, yeah, if they offer it to me, um, I'm, I'm going to sign it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if they want to give me huge amounts think? of money, I fucking I'll take it and I will spend it. Yeah, fucking the horses like, I re- are happy. I really like it here. If they offer me the money yeah. and I can't see why they wouldn't, I'm not going anywhere. Like, yeah. Can you even imagine him I'm on the I'm a white Lakers person in Denver. Work? Of course I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> All I need to do is like build him like a horse you know, a, a horse arena around the stadium. It's Denver. A horse made of weed will be fine. Because they've stopped testing for that shit. Uh, all right, I'll be back.